0: Copper Roach had enough on Island 106.9 W.I.I.S. Key West. Before that, you heard Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Good morning, everyone. Gwen Felosa in with you for It's Too Early. That's the name of the show. And I'm proud to report I've got like 292 likes on one of my TikTok videos. So take that. Everyone has got like a billion views. Uh, It's been an exciting morning for me. Um, Super excited to have my guest this morning. She is the author of the novel Temporary, which is getting rave reviews from, I'm going to list these, but it's everybody, Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, LA Times. We're going to talk about all of it. Hilary Leichter, good morning.
1: Good morning, Gwen. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for coming on, and um, I'm wondering if you're on TikTok. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know i find it very intimidating so i it rely is. on like like you know how people will curate tiktok videos on other social <laughs> media platforms that's <laughs> i rely on on the work of others to to view tiktok videos that that are worth seeing that's so.
0: that's the smartest I, I yeah even the staged videos i'm like this is a genius and I, I don't know but it's uh great but let's, uh, yeah. let, let's talk about Temporary. Now, this novel, uh, it, it's, it's just, it's blowing up. I don't know if you knew this. Everyone loves it. <laughs> Have you been aware of the reviews?
1: I was not aware. I thought, I thought my mother wrote all of the reviews,
0: <laughs> so I wasn't aware. <laughs> just that Washington Post one
1: right yeah yeah they brought
0: her just, into um, that one just um now, now this centers around a, a woman who's navigating her way through um i think i think you, you called it late stage capitalism or uh, temporary jobs and maybe not being valued or um, being treated very well is this sort of autobiographical
1: sure i mean who who amongst us hasn't experienced the like the job that you have to have that mm-hmm. that you don't want to have and i I wrote the book at a time in my life when I was working a lot of those jobs simultaneously for a long time. And I, um, you know, it wears on you in a very specific way. And you start to feel like the things that you're told are marks of adulthood when you're younger, mm. like a, a house, a full-time job, a, you know, health insurance, <laughs> these things are just never going to happen. And I, I, You know, there's there are a lot of wonderful novels written about kind of being an assistant or being a temp worker. And I I wanted to explore the more surreal side of the emotions associated with that kind of with that kind of work. Um, So, yeah, it's it's emotionally autobiographical. The character in the book works as a pirate. I can't say that I've ever done that. Okay, not (laughs) yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, everyone has been in workplaces that are scary. And I think that's like something that you can relate to, whether or not your boss is a pirate captain or, or you know, or just a, a CEO. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, we're talking about uh, I like that she's unnamed. I don't that just I think that's really cool. I don't know. She's not. Oh, thank you. I think that's great. Um, 18 boyfriends, 23 jobs and a ghost. A ghost. Yeah. Who comes in to give advice. Yeah. What? What's what's going on in this?
1: Well, it's um, I mean the the world in the book is sort of like ours, except not. It, there are certain things that are possible, um, that are that are just not possible in our world. So, she, one of the early jobs that she has in the book is filling in for the the chairman of the board at a major corporation called Major Corp. And um, after that job is done, she meets the chairman that she's been replacing, and he's. He's dying and he asks her um, for her next job to carry his ashes around with her so he can be a man about town. Mm. And she thinks this is kind of like a, you know, a final wish and she obliges. But but he he's very much present in the afterlife and he, you know he emerges from the necklace bearing his ashes and asks her to take him to the new hot restaurants and to <laughs> to go to the club. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's very much a character in the book. And, um, you know, it's not so different from the way we're seeing all of these billionaires race to the moon right now, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. race to space. And he's, he's a wealthy person in the book. And so capitalism allows him to buy, immortality i'm interested in that i'm interested in like what the way that money and capitalism and work can shape your kind of existential future and so he's he's allowed to be a ghost because he can afford it (laughs) (laughs) that's the
0: that's the funniest thing i've ever heard um ever (laughs) now uh first of all i just want i
1: remember in the
0: devil wears prada and that woman was supposed to be the worst boss ever and i'm watching it like 10 times going oh no lady you have no idea like i thought that boss was pretty level-headed
1: yeah yeah no i think like comparatively i think yeah that's the that's the key word though comparatively right like we we convince ourselves that it's not that bad, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I have this crappy boss. I have this crappy work situation, but Oh, it's not that bad. You know, it's still, I still get paid, so it must be okay. Um, And I think that there's a lot of, a lot that we're willing to do for a paycheck because we have to, and none of it is okay. You know, it's like, why can't we expect to be treated with decency when we, when we go to work and why can't we expect compassion and you know a level-headed employer and not like fickleness and unpredictability and and um and cruelty I think so mm-hmm.
0: yeah and um now I, th- I think I read somewhere I that, that I read I've been reading a lot about you that uh <laughs> it, it's not that you're against work like you enjoy the satisfaction oh of work can you talk a little bit about that
1: I do yeah like I I mean I if, if I were against work, I would have a funny way of showing it because I've had so many jobs over the course of my life, and um, I don't think there's anything wrong with you know doing a a day's work and feeling proud of it, and and I feel a lot of pride even in like the 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 most mundane and kind of, you know, bottom rung jobs that I've done. Like, I think it's important to feel pride in your work and to, to want to do well. And um, there's something powerful about that. And it make, I think it comes down to feeling like you're necessary mm-hmm. and feeling like you mean something in the larger sense of the world. And if the things you're doing every day are not important to anyone, even to you, then do you even exist? Mm. You know? So it was always, even when I was doing just like, you know, the most like brain numbing database entry or whatever it was, it was important to me to like find something about it that made me proud and that I could do and feel, feel like I accomplished something at the end of the day. Cause otherwise it feels like, where does, where does the time go? And what have I been doing with that time? And do I even exist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
0: and um and I'm um, I'm sure you're on board. But you know, whatever whatever people do to make a living is honorable, obviously. But I I think the the worst thing I did was data entry. Like um, it, it's a long story. But I, I and, and the, the women and it was all women. We worked in this room, and they would come out and go two hours of mandatory overtime. Like it was. And we oh, would God. all go Okay. And I, I just admired them so much because I, I've struggled with the whole is is this who I am? I mean, why is identity why are why do we become most of many of us become our jobs? Like why? Answer that. I, I don't think
1: <laughs> it's our fault. I think it's the way <laughs> just it's, I think it's the way that like the the world is built now. I mean mm-hmm. you go to a party, what's the first thing that someone asks you? I know. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, like, if we could replace that question with, like, what do you love? Or Mm -hmm. who do you love? Or what, who are you? You know, who? how do you see yourself? Or just something that, like, something that is not monetized. I think that maybe, I don't know if that's possible, to be honest, because everything about our life is about, is structured around work and, um you know, whether you work from home during a pandemic, or go to an office, or whatever your job is, it's, it's so integral to the way you spend the majority of your days. And so it's like, is there a way to separate those things? I don't, I don't know. But we've, we've acclimated to it, you know, we're comfortable identifying ourselves through, through the work that we do, through the job that we have. And, you know, being a writer, there's like, a real, a real problem that you face for the majority of your career when you haven't published anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is my first book. And so for a long time I saw myself as a writer, but I didn't think I had the permission to identify that way because it wasn't how I earned a living. And so, and, and it's, it's still not yet. (laughs) I mean, I teach, I, I still, I I do editing work. I do a lot of things to support myself. And so, um, yeah, allowing yourself the permission to identify with the thing that brings you the most joy is is a hard thing to do. I would go to parties and get that question, and what do you do? And feel like I had to say, well, I'm a secretary and a tutor, but but also, but I'm a writer really. And it's just like no one is interested. <laughs> it's just too long of an answer. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> but at that point, they've left. They've gone to get another drink, and I'm just still standing there explaining my career
0: <laughs> well I, I i'm just wondering uh i mean you you know you had a story in the new yorker i know other things too but that's that what was that like when they were like yeah well, we like this
1: it was great i mean i was um i was really excited at the time because they had started doing flash fiction they had started publishing like the like which is just like really really short stories and it's not something that they had done before and um that was kind of the mode that I was writing in at the time. And so I, I thought, well, if, if they're ever going to be interested <laughs> in anything mm-hmm. that I'm doing, this might be the moment. And it was a, it was a wonderful experience. I, just like the, the attention to the sentences and the edits. I, I saved every, every scrap of paper that they gave me with notes on it. I just, I feel, I feel really grateful to have had that, um, to have had that experience.
0: That's great. That's great. And um, yeah. uh, wanted to ask, you know, uh, what what was your twenty twenty like? I know we're you know, you know still dealing with the pandemic. Yeah. But, I mean, what did was it? Were you able to write a lot, or was it was it kind of you know too depressing, or how'd you handle?
1: It? Oh, that's so sweet. That you... <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people did did write a lot. I I had a really hard time feeling like anything mattered that I had to say. You know, I felt like I had nothing to say that that mattered, and um, which is a maybe a good feeling to have every now and then, <laughs> to like just to just feel like like I want to listen and I want to absorb things instead of speaking, and um, and so I read a lot during the pandemic. I mm. ended up turning my attention to reading, and I was I was teaching remotely. A lot of different students, undergraduates, and um, and adults, and and kids, and that was a that was a profound experience because I I love teaching, but also coming together every day with a group of people, and we were all kind of in our own little you know pandemic shells mm-hmm. and struggling through different things, and just being able to talk about books and talk about writing and escape the, I don't know, the crushing monotony and damage that, that I think this year has presented. It was a real, it was a real gift. Um, yeah, it was, I had a weird year just like everyone else with a lot of loss, but then also my book came out, which was a lot of good news and happiness. And, it's uh, It was a time. <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. And um, oh, before I forget, though, wanted to. The, there's a character in this book whose name is Anna, and it, she's portrayed mm-hmm. as successful because she wears a lot of cashmere. And <laughs> is that inspired by anyone? Any, you can tell us. We're not going to tell anyone. Oh,
1: it's. I mean, she, she's kind of an amalgam of all of the the women in my life who I love who are who are my age you know in their mid-30s and we all went to school together and you know they they chose um paths that allowed them to kind of like have kids and move to the suburbs and um have a a job with health insurance and Mm. and I was seeing this happening and just thinking like I missed the memo. Like, what did I me mess too. up along the way? <laughs> oh, we both missed the memo. Okay, good. It's so not um, and it's not, it's a, it's not jealousy, right? It's like a different emotion because I love these people and they're important It is important different. It, it is it's, different. you feel like, you feel like, um, you feel like you're on a different timeline and, and no one told you that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird feeling. And so I was thinking a lot about that. And then also just. I feel like cashmere is one of those beauty um, trophies <laughs> that, like, it's it's not even that I, I find cashmere like very itchy and uncomfortable.
0: I, I never understood. I mean, I I want to yeah. like it. I want to
1: enjoy it. I want to. It's beautiful. It looks like I should like it, but it feels like one of those things where you see someone in a cashmere coat, and it's like, oh they they bought that coat and felt great about it (laughs) um it's like one of those like markers of wealth and success that that i i don't know was some somehow burrowed its way into my brain and it's you know it's not a marker of success for me but i felt like oh what is what is this character physically going to look like or be doing or be wearing that's that will show that she's she's happy and she's comfortable. And if you could like distill happiness into a possession, I feel like maybe, it's cashmere
0: <laughs> awesome awesome and yeah. I, I know I'm running out of time but you have oh, a uh, a feature you have the greatest website by the way it's super awesome oh thank you and um, uh, it, it, it's a random job generator I did it twice and I I it was way too clever for me but it was awesome <laughs> but it was it was something about a Honda Civic and I was like this is too clever for me I'm, i I need TikTok to um th- how did you come up with that or what um that seems like a lot of work
1: yeah it was really fun actually. I worked with a friend of mine who's a coder and I, I I wanted to do a little piece of marketing for my book that was just like extra content you know and and fun and and generative and just a silly thing for people to enjoy. and so i um, I wrote all of these descriptions almost like fortunes. they're like they're kind they like of like fortunes. Yeah. So like jobs that you could be assigned and then you click the generator button and it assigns you a kind of fairy tale ish or horror movieish job or, or satirical job and um a friend of mine helped me set it up on my website and it was it was time consuming writing everything and I thought it would be so hard to design but he's a genius and he was just it's like nuts. oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he was like oh it took me five minutes it's, it's um, not something
0: yeah it, it's ra- random job generator it's under it's under the the menu item jobs everybody also um i, I love the about when i hit the about you it just says it says hey <laughs> and it, it doesn't hey. go into your it, a lot of some a lot of times those are those bios are too long hillary i don't know if you knew but yours is so oh, succinct I
1: like
0: sometimes well, i'm like get to where what you're doing lady <laughs> it's
1: no one wants to hear my life story I, you know i what do the, i, I wanted to know
0: more because i was like oh she just kept oh, it real she kept it like hey here's how you contact me and uh here's my here's my stuff but it it not just says country. hey it says hey <laughs> that just made me super happy um thank you so much for i hope it's not too early for you
1: not at all i listen this is this is like my lunch break. No, I'm oh, kidding, wow. but <laughs> well, we're
0: gonna we're gonna call you every morning. You're gonna mind to be my <laughs> best friend, which is fri- frightening for you. Hillary Leichter, congratulations on temporary. That is the novel. Everyone, check it out. Uh, have a great and wonderful day. Thanks, Gwen. You Ta- too. Take care. Bye bye. And uh, yeah, you can go to uh dot com. It's L E I C H T E R. And uh, check it out Temporary. We're going to push on with a song. Going to come back with your headlines and weather forecast. This is Van Gogo with both of us. Stick around.